You are now tuning in to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin, and I hope you guys are all having a great week so far. I hope last week was amazing and magical, and hopefully this weekend, darlings, is filled with awesomeness and hot sex. (laughs) That was so fucking random. Oh my God. Anyways, so uh, before I even start, let me not forget, make sure to go and subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear a podcast, and also don't forget to follow me on both Instagram and Twitter under the same handle at Nude Radio 101, and if you want to reach out to me personally, by all means, slide in my DMs, respectfully, of course, on Instagram at Kenny Heflin. Okay, so now that we got that out the way, y'all, I wanted to talk about something, something that you told me stood in my head. Ooh, that's my song. Anyways, This topic is on forgiving your ex, right? Yeah, I, yeah, Mm -hmm. forgiving your ex. Now, mind you, this is like, you know what? How about if you the ex and need be forgave, then this, this can be about you too. But really, this has to deal with forgiving your ex. And obviously, I'm only talking about it because I have story time, you know. But then also, I have like read into a few new things. And apparently, there are steps to forgiving your ex that I didn't know about. But I mean, you know, I'd be trying to do the work and whatnot. And starting to figure out exactly what it is about these exes and when they come back into your life to try to who fucking knows i mean i think we all have some sort of story (laughs) some type of story that it's just a remarkable story, a fabulous story. Maybe it's actually not that good. <laughs> but, you know, not to joke, of course, but, you know, obviously when we are in relationships and they do happen to end, they're so, you know, relationships and romantic relationships at that are so nuanced and they, carry so much weight depending on the individuals that were partaking in said romantic relationship, right? And obviously people break up for a multitude of reasons. Some could be for reasons of feeling as if they're not being heard, that they're not feeling wanted or desired. Some could be for financial reasons, spiritual reasons, you know, political reasons. I mean, I've heard it all. Uh, Again, like socioeconomic reasons and social reasons, which are despicable in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. And of course, you know, we have the ones that are very problematic from infidelity, lying, betrayal, cheating, and physical or mental abuse, which, uh -uh, uh -uh. but you know what? Obviously, I won't be the person to place judgment on that because that is, of course, a situation that you and your partner have to work out if you guys are still together or if you are, in fact, exes. That's all on y'all. But I'm just here to, you know, give up a little something, something. And 
apparently there are a few different ways to forgive your ex. Um, I did some research and I fell upon this article uh, by Terry Gaspar, and she is a contributor over at HuffPost.com. And she had an article about the seven steps to forgiving your ex once and for all. So I'll go on to that. And then, of course, I'll give you guys a little story time. And uh, like I say, after the episode, look, let me know what you think. But of course, forgiveness. What is forgiveness? For me, forgiveness is forgiveness is accepting the reality for what it is. If it was due to an unfavorable, an unsavory outcome, right? Forgiveness is understanding, accepting, and letting go of whatever it is that caused you harm right that costs you mental or spiritual anguish right so think of it like this Ugh, my fucking allergies are doing this thing but this is actually the first episode that i'm recording in months <laughs> just a little transparency because y'all know like i record a ton of fucking episodes especially when i have a lot of inspiration and i've just been taking like the last let's see the last two and a half months to live life and to get some new experiences and whatnot but uh yeah yeah so let's get into it because i'm excited to be back on the mic and recording episodes for you guys so seven steps to forgiving your ex now of course again this is all cited from HuffPost and this is uh something that I'm reading for the first time get into it obviously let me know how you feel about it what your feedback is what your opinions are you know how I like it so according to HuffPost number one the first step to forgiving your ex is to write down three ways your hurt feelings have impacted or are still impacting your life. Ooh. Okay. Okay, well. So write down three ways your hurt feelings have impacted or still are impacting your life. Huh. Note it. Like I say, you guys, this is my first time reading this article and I'm going along emotions with you guys as I figure out exactly how all this shit works. So that's uh, something I can definitely look into, you know, because basically what they're saying is, you know, gain awareness of your emotions that you experience, right? And this is all regarding your past hurt. They suggest that talking to a close friend or a therapist also helps to facilitate the process, which I can totally see that because we've all had our go-to person help us figure our shit out, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Number two, the second step to forgiving your ex is Find a way to dislodge yourself from negative emotions. Okay. I feel like that's easier said than done. Because what they're saying here on HuffPost is they say, you know, get into therapy, get into yoga, improve your physical health, or practicing expressing your thoughts, feelings, and wishes the respectful way, of course. I feel that. I, I feel that. I feel like we've all been in a situation where we have to like distract ourselves with something that is, I would hope so for all of us, of course, I would hope that it's like a healthy distraction, right? I really would. I would hope so. Uh, number three, 
take small steps to let go of grudges or grievances. Okay. So HuffPost suggests that you repair your damage by finding ways to soothe the hurt feelings. They would say, you know what? This could include writing a letter or release the person who injured you, even if you don't mail it. Right? They say that your letter might read something like, I release you from the pain you caused me when we used to argue, for example. Or, of course, you can just go ahead and uh, buy your mic and start a podcast and talk your shit. (laughs) But that's just me. Number four, take responsibility for the part in the conflict or dispute. Ooh, y'all heard that? Take responsibility, right? For the for your part in the conflict or dispute. So obviously we know if we're in a traditional couple and it's just two of us, rather, or if we're in a conventional, non-traditional, of course, we have those two, of course. You know, it's 2022. But to take responsibility for your part because it's not just one person all the time. Every now and again, we all have our moments where we contribute some negativity to the relationship, even if we did do the fucking worst, obviously, but it takes two to tango, right? Interesting. Got it. Number five. Don't let the wounds fester. Don't let the wounds fester. So HuffPost, they believe that if you challenge your beliefs and your self-defeating thoughts, right, about all the hurt that you're holding on to, process whatever it is that's happening, and this would allow you to let go of all the resentments that you had towards that relationship and it helps you move on. Okay. Like, I'm literally, y'all, taking notes of this, right? Because, you know, I've been hurt. I've been hurt before. (laughs) I do. I have. I'm glad I can laugh at it now, but it still kind of sucks. Anyways, number six. Y'all following? The sixth step to forgiving your ex is to accept that people do the best that they can and attempt to be more understanding. So this means that you do not have to condone any of the hurtful actions of the person, right? But you simply have to come to a more realistic view of your past. And you have to take stock in who that person is and either live to accept them for who they are or disengage. Okay. Okay, we can feel it. Number seven. The seventh and the last step to forgiving your ex is to what? Practice forgiveness. Now, why did I think, why did I just know that was coming? So they say, by thinking that you're a forgiving person, they want you to avoid holding on to grudges and that you declare yourself free and you stop playing the victim. (laughs) Okay. Now, I do acknowledge that for some people, son, genuine forgiveness is not possible, but acceptance is a worthy goal. Huh, okay. I wonder. See, because, like I say, with our relationships, they're they're crazy like i i don't know i don't know i'll give my thoughts in a minute but 
make sure to go follow the contributor who wrote this article for HuffPost. Uh, follow Terry Gaspar on Twitter and Facebook and her, what is it, a website, right, uh, for movingpastdivorce.com. Okay, interesting. So yeah, make sure to show Terry some love. They are the person who wrote this awesome article about the seven steps to forgiving your ex all, all at once, right? Now, interesting. What do I think about this? What do I think about it? Like I say, I do feel that with relationships, we invest so much, so much time, so much attention, physically, mentally, spiritually, like we invest. And I just, I don't know, like I find it interesting, like how this all works, because like I told you guys, relationships are all nuanced. The breakups are unfortunate, but all nuanced. I just, for me at least, I'm still a work in progress. You know, like I tell you guys all the time, and I've been telling you guys on this show that every day that we get the chance to wake up and to live throughout the day and to keep living, we get the opportunity to evolve. Because we're human, we're not perfect, none of us, none of us. We can try to act like it, we can aspire to be perfect, but that's just not reality, right? And we have emotions. <laughs> we have a lot, I have a lot, I have a lot of emotions. And I'm very passionate. And for me, I don't, and I've talked about this on the show before, but you guys know that I've never been someone who has been like a serial dater, someone who's had a lot of relationships. I've had a few. And we've went our separate ways different times for obvious reasons, of course. And for me, it's just like once a person impacts me in a romantic way, and at least with my exes so far, I feel like obviously there's been some unfavorable outcomes that cause us to go our separate ways, of course, right? But I do honestly feel like it was just a situation that involved two people at the time and we were victims of circumstance we were victims of timing we were victims of so much you know and i'm not taking like the easy way out or whatever but i just feel like you know i don't feel as if none of the emotions that we had shared mutually were not genuine, at least for me, they were very real. And when someone imprints on me, right, they, when I become attached to someone, I, I love very hard, you know, I, I love very hard and it takes me a long time to figure out how to not just let go, but to move on and to try to find the lesson in this, again, unfavorable scenario, of course. So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because I'll tell you a story. I recently caught up with an ex. If you guys have listened to season one, part six, the y'all know who I'm talking about. So we we spoke. Y'all remember we talked about in text with an ex. He uh reached out to me back in September, right? Of last year, of 2021. And I hadn't spoke to him in like 
10 months at that point. We, we were 10 months, no contact. That was what that was going to be. And, um, he reached out and I did not respond because I was first off with, uh, with my now most current ex, unfortunately. And we were doing great. We're doing great. We're gearing up for a vacation in Miami and we were going to carnival and it was going to be just a fabulous trip, right? I was really looking forward to it. And, uh, I, I ignored that message. I did not want a repeat of 2020 with that same X because I just didn't feel like, you know, that X had changed. But then also, even if I was single, if I was single, would I had responded? Uh, to be like, to be honest, eventually I would have responded, but out of respect of uh, the person I was with that I was dating and had straight up, you know, legitimate affection and feelings for and everything like that. Of course, I'm not going to respond. And plus, again, I don't need to because I'm happy with someone else. And that past partner is somebody who I was not looking forward to talking to probably ever, you know, um, and that's just being honest. Like if we would have ran into each other, of course, I'm a very gracious person and we too grown to be trying to act like we don't see each other, whatever. Right. I'm not going to do that. But. Yeah, I just that was something that I was like, eh. Ain't doing that. So fast forward to December of 2021, and I'm here at home with COVID, feverish, and sad about the ending of my most current relationship. And honestly, full transparency, like I was so hurt because a relationship was ending with somebody that I had really hoped and not saying that, you know, he was the one and all that stuff or whatever. Did we talk about marriage and shit like that? Yeah, we did. But I could see myself being with this person, like, like for real, for real, like I could see certain qualities of him. And I was hoping that he could see certain qualities within me that would make for a great boyfriend, partner, and Fingers crossed, future husband, right? This was someone that I obviously, like I've talked about in past episodes, that I had again fallen in love with. And I just felt like this was, I was a little surprised. I'm like, is this it? Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I just be my first husband? Like my, my husband, my future husband? Possibly, maybe, who knows? So, Obviously, that relationship and how it ended, right? How it ended is the worst part. <laughs> it's the absolute worst part. And that's probably the, the salt that really like stung, right? Is how it ended because I really thought that we were better than this. And I'm sitting on the couch, I'm like 104 degrees, like it was crazy. And I'm hurting emotionally. And I reached out to my ex. There, I said it. <laughs> I did. Um, I was I was responding to his message that he sent me back in September. Here it is, we're in December. And <laughs> hey, like I was I was experiencing a not like it was a horrible fucking thing, but I mean like I was experiencing like a lapse in judgment. Like I was experiencing a moment of weakness. Like I was 
honestly and truly looking to fill an emotional void at the time. Like I just needed to have some type of sensation, some type of feeling of uh, romance or affection from somebody at that time. I was so hurt. I was so fucking hurt during that time that I backtracked and circled back around to an ex. Now, during that time, like, did I have like certain things that I was working on and all that stuff for like the last like few weeks at that point? Yes. Did I? And I talked about that in season two as far as learning different love languages and different things like how. I could have shown up better in relationships in the past and blah, blah, blah. Not saying that I regret what I didn't do and blah, blah, I'm not saying that. But I was just acknowledging certain things that I had learned. Now having walked in my ex's shoes, dealing with my most recent ex, right? So I was able to gain a sense of empathy and understanding and learning new tools and all that stuff. If I was to ever meet somebody who had past relationship traumas or, you know, anxious, uh, anxious, uh, attachment styles, right? Yeah. That's the episode I talked about it, uh, in the attachment style episode. That's right. So it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And we had a brief conversation. It was not it was not long at all. Brief little catch up or whatever. And then uh, we talked on Christmas very briefly. And uh, then we didn't talk from what Christmas till what shit almost five months later. Yeah, almost five months later. And ooh, this champagne is good, my lord. So, what happened? So, first off, I predicted, and I'm not gonna reveal my actual prediction because I ain't trying to get y'all my my little crystal ball. Because y'all know I be y'all know I got a third eye and stuff, right? On most things, not everything, but most. Um. I predicted this was going to happen. And basically, he had me blocked for some reason. I didn't understand why the fuck he had me blocked because, like, we didn't necessarily end on bad terms. Yet, we, like, I don't know, like, why he had blocked me. But, anywho, he unblocked me. And follow me on Instagram. So I was, uh, this was maybe two weeks ago. I'm out of my black ass business, doing my own little thing. And uh, I look on my Instagram and I see that, excuse me, that he has followed me back or followed me on Instagram. And, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, Lord Jesus. Here we go. (laughs) Here we fucking go. And I didn't really know exactly what to expect from it. It took me a few days to, like, follow him back or whatever. Because I I didn't know what. I I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck. Like, I obviously went to my close friends and told them the situation. And I wanted to see what their feelings were, you know, with their ideas and feedback and opinions, you know, I want to get all of those things before I made like my actual decision, which nine times out of 10, I already made my decision, but I do like to go over the idea with my counsel. And we've talked about that plenty of times before, but he didn't say anything. He just followed me. Right. And then I eventually follow him back. Still to say anything for like what a week maybe and because i know him and i know how he gets down he's a very passive person so even though he has this would be what his 
fourth time circling back, right? He has no problem reaching out. Like he has, if he's thinking about me that deep, that hard and missing me or whatever, he has no problem letting go of whatever ego or pride or whatever the case is. He has no issue with that. And he will reach out. Now, this was his version of reaching out and like making the first move, right? I just say shit. And we weren't beefed out because, again, we talked briefly on Christmas and that was it. it. Again, that was like almost five months prior. So it's not like we were beefed out. I just didn't really have anything to say to him. I didn't know what to say to him. Like, I just, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. So. I was at my dad's, I was in Vegas and I was chilling with my dad and stuff or whatever. And, and then here we go. He starts to respond to certain things. And, uh, of course that's his own way. Cause of course I hadn't reached out to him or anything like that. And he, uh, started responding to like little stuff on my Instagram and all that shit. So that's, again, he's a passive person. Again, very passive. That's just how he that's how he does. So we chat back and forth again, a little hee hee and a ha ha, nothing heavy at all. And then he I think maybe fast forward a few days where he told me that I hurt his feelings. And I'm like, why? He's like, I don't want to be <laughs> I'm scared to be on your show. I'm scared of you to talk about me on your show. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess he listens to nude radio and I didn't know that he did. I didn't know if he, I just, y'all know me. I am open and honest and very transparent with all of y'all across this fucking planet. Who's listened to this show. And I love each and every one of you nudists. You know that, right? So this is like a, a audio journal for me. But (laughs) I didn't know if you listened to the show. I had no clue. So we left it alone. I'm like, okay, you're still not addressing it. Got you. So fast forward to a couple days later, he said, you know, he texted me, I think. And he was just saying like how he had listened to the show and he listened to a few episodes that I had spoke about him and everything like that and blah, blah, blah. So like I told him through text, I was just like, look, Dre, like if you want to talk about this, it's best that we just like talk like on the phone instead of texting, because I don't want to get any of this message misconstrued. I don't want any type of misunderstandings. I want you to understand exactly what the hell I'm saying. And I want to know what you're saying, right? So, uh, I ended up FaceTiming him like a few hours later after work and we caught up and I really just told him like what my side of it was. And he, you know, I explained myself, like I told him, like, it wasn't my intention to hurt him by telling my story. You know, that's that's my truth. That's my story. Me telling my side. Um, This is the type of show that I talk about love, sex and relationships, and it just so happens to be my show. So I'm going to talk about it. I did. And uh, really, like he just told me that he got in his feelings and like the reason why he blocked me and all that stuff and did all the dramatic shit is because when he initially heard the episodes, he was in a space of missing me and wanting to know, you know, what I was doing in life and like how I was doing. And he probably also wants to know like what my current, like, I guess, dating life and stuff, you know, like he wanted to know the forecast basically. And he happened to listen to an episode or two that I was talking about him and he got in his feelings and he said that he got in his feelings and that he eventually had to calm himself down because he knew that the reason why he was getting in his feelings in the first place is because what 
I said everything that I said was right. Everything. So. It's just like, okay, got it. You know, again, I still continue with certain things that I felt that I could have done to help alleviate certain anxieties within a relationship and stuff or whatever. But he took ownership of the fact that this was a a situation that had to deal with him. Like this was a, a, a him thing. Like it wasn't my job, you know, but I still felt the need to just talk about what, again, what I discovered, you know, through my life experiences, how that changed me. So we pretty much got that out the way and uh, he wanted to know exactly like how I felt and all that stuff and like what that meant going forward. And uh, like I told him, I'm like, look, I am two years older. You're two years older. I've had different life experiences happened to me where I've learned a lot. I've uh, packed up and unpacked many things, right? These last few months. And I, I'm different. (laughs) I'm different in a, in a good way, in a really good way. I would say in a productive way. And all I told him was like, look, I'll tell you this. This is what I predicted. I'm not going to speak into the future. Because from my last relationship, of course, I learned to live more in the present. This has been something that I've struggled with my entire life is being in the present. Like I've always, I've always existed in the present, but I've always lived in the future. And it's always been a coping mechanism. It's always been a saving grace for me being a a little black boy a little gay black boy growing up outside of Detroit, you know, with dreams of more than what I was grew like raised around. Right. And dealing with, you know, the bullying and all that stuff. Right. So I would always think about and fantasize about my future. And for a reason that has stuck with me and it has benefited me in so many ways, but you know, back in 2019, my dad said that my future thinking has Cause a detriment in my life. So I've been struggling with living in the present for years. So with my last relationship ending, like the hardest part of letting go of a relationship and moving forward is letting go of the fantasy, right? And I explained that to. I explained that to Dre and I told him, like, look, for X amount of reasons, I'm not speaking nothing to the future. I'm taking people day by day. I'm taking people at face value. It's the best way to avoid disappointment due to expectations that that person has not worked for. You know, as far as them showing you that they have that skill or that range to live up to that expectation, it helps to cancel that out because you take them at face value and when you stop missing that person if the relationship ends unfortunately or fortunately for some people of course it's just like once you stop missing that person once you stop longing for that person per se the suckiest part the shittiest part is when you are stuck with the fantasy that you guys you know, plan for like the life that y'all plan together. I mean, on the smallest little activities, right? To like the big things, you know, that's like the suckiest part to let go of that fantasy because it's like, oh, but we were supposed to do this. We were going to go here. We were supposed to do that. It really sucks. It really sucks. So for that reason, Like I told him, I'm like, look, I'm only taking people at present tense at this point. This is obviously something that's not natural to me. This is something that's brand fucking new. And I am literally a work in progress, especially in this regard. So if anything, the best thing I can tell you is that we are two new people. You say that you are. Okay, cool. 
but here it is. We just, I guess, I don't know. We'll talk when we talk or whatever, or however this works, but we'll just get reintroduced to each other. And this isn't even like reintroduction to dating. Like, don't let's not get that twisted. This is just reintroduction to each other in general, like literally like in general. And yeah, like I just left it at that. I just left it at that. Like, obviously, like he had feelings still there. Um, I expressed similar, you know, thoughts and stuff and everything like that. And uh, like I say, that's where we left it off. But some days have passed and everything like that. We finally end up talking to kind of like hear his part and his side of the story because the first call, I pretty much did all the talking. And what I realized about him is, what's the best way to say it? I am still processing it all, but what I've realized about him is that through our conversation, he mentioned numerous times of going with the flow, going with the flow, going with the flow. Y'all know how I'm strongly against that. If somebody says going with the flow, it's like, what flow? What fucking flow are we talking about? make it make sense a lot of times going with the flow has no foundation has no intention it has no vision it's literally you're just existing and it's like what are you doing with your life you know what the fuck are we doing so after our conversation basically i really just i had questions for him and stuff and i just wanted to know like what is it about me that keeps you coming back like why is it that you don't shy away from making the first move you pass the ball in my court and i eventually pass it to you if i'm available whatever the case is and then you just let the ball just like roll down the court like i just couldn't understand i was really confused and uh i really just realized that with him he is exactly what he says going with the flow like that's just how he is that is who he shows up as in life and what i realized was because i started laughing to myself and he was like why are you laughing and i'm like you it's all the same you know and not to say that he hasn't changed or whatever it's just i just come to realize that he's a whimsical person he's a dreamy person he is literally a go with the flow person like as a default like within life in general within life in general so i'm going to flow like with most things in life but i have an idea i have intentions on certain things right i have goals and i work towards those goals other than that yes i'm a go with the flow person so i just realized that Again, us having a conversation was never meant for us. To, it was never meant for us to start talking, to get back into a romantic stance or anything like that. Like, it was never that. It was literally just us having a grown up conversation about who we were at the time and where we are now and stuff. And I just really came to the conclusion that this is who he is. This is who he is. And maybe for that exact reason, we're just not compatible for each other. And that's just where it's at right now, at least. I just feel like that. And um, love the guy. He's a sweet guy. He means well, bless his heart. But I just, that's just something that I had to realize. You know, that's something I had to come to, to terms with. And again, I'm still processing it. But I just, um, I wasn't disappointed. I just nodded and said, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're still the same. And for that reason, 
we're most likely just not compatible for each other romantically. Because the price keeps going up. The price is not going to stop going up, y'all. You know, and I want us to think about that when we're having these conversations with our exes and like when we're opening up to them, if we do have that, that uh, opportunity to really just make sure that you are in a good space to receive whatever message that you're going to get, make sure that you're in a good headspace to have done the work to learn, to unlearn certain practices, to be able to teach yourself to be the best version of yourself overall. Make sure you're ready first before you answer that text, before you answer that call, before you approve, you know, that follow on Instagram or whatever, however you do, if your ex happens to reach out to you. But then also, if you're the person that's reaching out to your ex, make sure. And I'm going to say this right fucking now for anybody who's listened to the show. Ain't seen no news, but I'm just saying. Do not come to me unprepared. Do not come to me. Me. We're talking about me, right? Do not come to me when you are not ready. I do not want to have a conversation unless you have learned and overcame said obstacles that has caused the downfall of our relationship. Because it's been months, but I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent by a long shot. And for that reason, I'm not afraid to say that I'm still susceptible to something. Again, this is just me speaking out loud, but I just feel like I need to be ready to receive that message first and foremost, right? So I'm doing some self-work on my my own, right? But don't reach out to me. Don't, don't state your claim unless you have changed your behavior. Because like I told Dre on the call on our FaceTime, he was trying to communicate. And of course, it, he wasn't. It was... Ugh, same old, same old, right? And he was saying all these promises. I'm going to get better. I'm a promise. And I start getting these, these flashbacks from the past because I'm like, this is literally triggering me. I'm literally hearing you say the same stuff that you said back in 2019, back in 2020, right? I'm getting re-triggered. And then I'm also getting triggered by my most current relationship that ended. Right. And you can say that you take responsibility. Right. Like I told him, you can take responsibility all you want. You can hold yourself accountable all you want. But that means nothing unless the behavior has changed. It literally means nothing unless the behavior changed. I told him, I'm like, look, that just proves that you're not a narcissist. Right? Like you taking accountability and you taking responsibility for your lack of, especially the fact that you know how we get down. This is not your first time at this rodeo, sir. You taking accountability and responsibility is great. That's the first step, but has the behavior changed? No? Okay, then. Then what the fuck? What are we doing? So. He understood where I was coming from. Of course he did. Because I was right. I'm not like trying to be right on purpose or like trying to, you know, like I'm just speaking. So, like I said, I don't want any of my exes to 
ever reach out to me, especially right now, when they have not learned the lesson and what caused our breakup in the first place. And just be ready to have an adult conversation and to to not be on the same shit. Oh, we cannot do that. I can't. Like, I just, mentally, I just, I can't. I can't. I literally can't. So that's why I say I need to do work on myself, and I have been, to prepare myself for said conversation or conversations whenever it happens. But all I say is that don't reach out to your ex unless you have done the work for yourself to fix the problem that caused if you were the problem that caused the relationship to to fall like the majority of the problem obviously again two people play a part in it of course but if you were the majority of the problem and you haven't learned from your lesson and you haven't learned the impact that that holds whatever it is that you did do not reach out to your ex because your ex may not be in a good headspace. Your ex still may be, again, weak to the flesh and weak to flattery and still longing for you and still able to fall back in that trap. And like I told Dre, and he said, hey, I don't want you to think that me circling the block four times means I'm trying to fuck with you on purpose. I'm like, yeah, because that would be that would be evil. That would be very evil, right? But figure out what the fuck you keep like figure that shit out first off. Don't come to me and you haven't you haven't fixed the issue. I'm fixing my issues. Don't you come to me and you haven't fixed the issue. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do not come to me unprepared. I nope. Nope, 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 nope. So think about that. Take some time. Let me know what you think about the seven steps to forgiving your ex, right? But then also let me know what your feedback is regarding me and my little story that I share with you guys this week. Remember to subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear podcasts. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nude Radio 101 and to send me respectful messages on Instagram at Kenny Heflin. Thank you guys. I love y'all so much. Bye.